Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. By the way, once I get that other computer fixed, Alice, Mm -hmm. we are going to go and use, uh, if I get that other computer, uh, if I get the hard drive, we're going to switch to uh, my, the other song that I I always intended to use so that we don't get any copyright stuff because now that we're monetizing, Alice, right? We are going to be monetizing. It's only taken 693 episodes before. I don't mean, guys, I don't mean, I mean with ads. I don't mean, I appreciate you guys in in the Patreon and I know that we money have the best Patreon. Money That's doesn't nice. come easy, but, so uh, believe me, I know. So I wouldn't pay for us. <laughs> so I'm very appreciative that people do. That's yeah. Do I'm we blown even subscribe away. to us? Although we have full access. Yeah, we just automatically have access to us. Okay, lucky us. All right. So there is just so much stuff. I you know I, a lot of stuff I missed. Jerry's been on the ball recently, Callahan. Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff. I yeah, he, I've listened to some of his recent. He shows catches a lot of stuff that I it. don't. And uh, between he and uh, Craig, so there's a lot of stuff I just want to get get done, including this dude. I know we played a, the Joel Joel yesterday. Joel 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 D Jolie. What's his name? Joel Roth. Yeah, Joel Roth. Yesterday, his Twitter handle is like Joel Joel or something. He's such an. He's, he's the exactly, one who wrote his dissertation on his grinder yes, hookups. He's exactly everything I hate about his generation. He embodies perfectly. Okay, so we already played the thing yesterday about the trauma, right? That was yesterday? The January 6th Which, trauma? I don't know that we did, did we? I don't remember. Okay, look, okay, we'll just go through them. There's three cuts here. Okay. January 6th. So it, it starts on the 6th, but it also starts prior to that. That's correct. In the weeks leading up, in the weeks between elections. By the way, the, the lady interviewing him is Kara Swisher, who does podcasty stuff too. Yeah, she is. She's terrible. Joyless. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> jo- she's exactly it. why you don't. Her Twitter persona is like joyless, also. Oh. Day and January sixth, Twitter moderated hundreds. I think the 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 final number ended up as like one hundred and forty separate tweets from just at real Donald Trump that violated various policies. Yes, he was including good the at that. Integrity policy. Yeah. 
every morning it was a new tweet. Much of it was recirculating some of the same narratives and all of it was focused on the ultimately false claim that the 2020 election had been stolen. And so we're going into the events of the 6th and there's that context. There's the centrality of his account in So you let him get away with it for a long time. In other words, well, we'd been enforcing on it, right? So we restricted sure. the tweets, we put warnings on them, you couldn't like them, you couldn't retweet them. Um, but we didn't ban him because it was a relevant part of a moment in American mm -hmm. politics. Right. The events of the 6th happen. And um, if you talk to content moderators who worked on January 6th, myself included, the word that nearly everybody uses is trauma. Mm -hmm. We, we experienced those events, not some of us as Americans, but not just as Americans or as citizens, but as people working on sort of how to prevent harm on the internet, we saw the clearest possible example of what it looked like for things to move from online to off. We saw right. what was, we saw the way that rhetoric about a stolen election was being mobilized on sites like the Donald.win. Sure. We yes. saw the trafficking of this content. Of course, uh, the Donald dot win. I remember that. Man, we that were was all my, over that. Was everybody's go to, right? <laughs> so many people use of, that for news. We saw all this action, this content being put out there. We saw it, and we, and we were all traumatized. You bitch! You bitch! My goodness, I can't. Be imagine. more traumatized by your grinder dissertation, and less traumatized by like somebody tweeting. Traumatized. That, you that means like. if you're traumatized by that. You don't know what being traumatized is. Yeah. You are a spoiled little bitch. Oh, God. Ugh, okay. Um, but what, are you worried about these Twitter files coming out? And what was that experience like having Kellyanne, who's always in control of herself, sicking this MAGA trolls on you? It's terrifying. I thought I was going to be a... This Kara Swisher is a piece, too. This is... Oh, it's one bitch and one miserable thing. Oh, what a crew this is. They're so not fun. The wacko left is just not fun at all. College professor for a living. Mm -hmm. I like I got a PhD and was doing research that nobody cared about. And uh, and then I was like, oh, you know, like this platform thing is cool. Like I can go and do research there. And, and mm -hmm. then, you know, one thing led to another. And all of a sudden we apply a misinformation label to Donald Trump's account and I'm on the cover of the New York Post. Mm -hmm. And that is a deeply terrifying experience. And I say this from... Bitch. <laughs> I'm on the cover of the New York Post. Oh my goodness. Imagine when big media platforms uh, feature you or don't feature you. Imagine being tampered with by a big monolith. The biggest bullies in the world, these people on the left, in the Trish moment... says Tucker's right. Testosterone levels really are going down. Yes. <laughs> a position of unquestioned privilege as a cis white male. Like, the internet is much scarier and much worse for lots of other people who aren't me. But it was pretty f scary for a long time what was the as a result part? of that. Can I tell you something? You know, when you get targeted Tom, in some... Yes. The internet is all pretend. Yes. Nothing about the internet can be scary unless you're a kid and someone's showing you a jump scare video. What's the jump scare video? Oh, is that was like when it's up? like it's like yeah. focus on the dot and then all of a right. sudden there's like a zombie. Like, like that's the, the internet isn't scary because it's fake. It's on a screen. You but, can set your phone down. I don't. Yeah, and 
if you're a grown man, you're going out and telling an audience full of people how scared you are? That's weird. Men don't do that. What the frig? Well, Let also, me tell you how scared be- I was. What? <laughs> it, it's not a good thing. that I, So the only thing, two things I know about him so far is that he's been traumatized and scared. These are things that you would not showcase about yourself in another time. I didn't have the intestinal fortitude to keep my composure. That's right. I was I had fear in me. Well, I mean, do, do we think that fear brings it's rationality? Hard to differentiate between what is somebody just online trying to rattle you and what's a real threat. You see in They're all people online trying to rattle you. Okay, yeah, dude. There's no real threat. <laughs> Things like Pizzagate, that online conspiracies can mobilize very real and very direct offline violence. And I worry about that. I had been doxxed years before by teenagers, actually. They're, they're always behind it. But, you know... Um, and they scare me, too. Well, if it's teenagers, <laughs> then maybe you don't really have a reason to be scared. Right. And if it's Pizzagate, the one incident in 2016... Where somebody walked into a place with a shotgun, did not shoot anybody, etc., has been arrested and prosecuted. One psycho. It's not the Pizzagate massacre. Right. It's a psycho walks into a, a pizza restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like, my goodness. I saw those harms. I experienced those harms. And now it was. He experienced those harms? What harms? The teenagers <laughs> doxing him? Oh my goodness! Everybody knows where Joel J- Jan Josh's house is. Wow! Well, Roth. Uh, he experienced those harms. Imagine this is a job interview, and the first thing I know is he experiences harms. He's scared a lot, and he was traumatized. Those harms through a mainstream news outlet being held up in in the Oval Office by the former president of the United States, and that is deeply terrifying. <laughs> what a puss. I can't I can't even begin to understand. Let me just tell everybody. And I dislike Trump tweets as much as the next person. Trump tweets don't harm anybody. They're stupid and sometimes they're offensive. And sometimes they're wrong, like saying if you think yes. the election was fraudulent, that justifies him overturning the election from three years ago. But right. but they're like they literally don't hurt anybody because they're words on your phone. All right, this is my favorite cut of all here. Okay, Babylon B, which is what got him to buy the thing, I think. That's the that's the, the one which is which was not particularly funny. The Babylon B's man of the year is. Let me tell you something. This person, this thing, Kara Swisher, whatever mm-hmm. that person is. Yeah. Can you imagine? Her ever finding anything particularly funny? Ever? No. There's no, no joy there. There's no joke thing, I think. That's the that's, that's the one which is which was not particularly funny. The Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. <laughs> not funny. Yeah? <laughs> not funny. Not funny at all. Well, not it is kind amusing. of funny because <laughs> it's funnier than a... any joke Kara Swisher's ever oh, well, right. made. Kara Swisher, way. here's what's funny, okay? There's a man dressed ridiculously, pretending to be a woman, and we're treating him as if he is one. Not only that, he's the historic first woman in his job. 
there are many insane things there, Kara, to laugh at because mm-hmm. it's effing absurd and everybody knows it is unless they're playing a game, which is what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and you can ask. I didn't agree they should have taken that down, but go ahead. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting to think about what the competing tensions around that are. And I, w- I want to start. Your generation of dudes with feminine voices who have vocal fry makes me want to get up on the stage and strangle everybody they see. This is competing tensions. Oh, shut up, you gen- you millennial. Shut up. Today's marketing class, we're going to learn about competing tensions. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm getting smarter. By acknowledging that um, the targeting and the victimization of the trans community on Twitter is very real, very life-threatening, and extraordinarily serious. The targeting. What does targeting mean of the trans community on Twitter? Does that mean criticizing? Does that mean critically asking questions, debating issues? Is that what that means? And it's very real and it's very dangerous? No, it's not. No, it's not. And if it is, then you better tell your buddies who are self-harming because of Twitter to get off Twitter and get a battery of shrinks. Trans people are definitely at greater risk for a variety of things going on in their lives. Um, And we can have a debate about why that is if it's like a chicken or egg thing you know the mental health issues and all this other stuff the risks of um you know that come with turning tricks and other things but um twitter while it might hurt trans people's feelings is not dangerous to trans people because once again just like donald trump's tweets people tweeting at you that you're not the sex you feel that you are is not dangerous to you people could tweet at me that i'm a man all day long and i would not be in harm's way right (laughs) i mean like it's not dangerous nothing bad happened to me people just tweeted something like i don't get what the problem is if you don't like i mean and that actually that does happen to straight people too. Do you remember why Milo got suspended? He talked about being um being molested, right? No, that's why he got banned from CPAC and a bunch of other stuff. Oh. But he originally got suspended because of the Leslie Jones stuff. Oh right. Do you remember that? Because he Ghostbusters. He, yes. And he called her a black man. <laughs> he was no. like she's just another black man who's into me or something. I forget exactly what it was. But I mean like he misgendered a straight person mm-hmm. and like a bunch of his little online trolls thought it was funny and were trolling at her and I don't know. But the whole thing, like being called the opposite sex doesn't actually hurt you, especially on the internet. Because you can lock your account, you can turn off Twitter, you can go outside, like the yeah, but and also sticks and stones will break my bones. Names will never hurt me. Is that isn't that in the Bible? I don't know. It's no, something. it's not in the Bible. Here's the thing: like, who cares? Who cares what somebody types on their machine? Somebody in Poughkeepsie types, spends their time drinking orange juice, lukewarm, <laughs> and trying to find a way to hurt your feelings on social media. You're gonna give that per- for that person a chance to actually hurt you? Who cares? Who cares? None of this matters. It's so bizarre. God. It's um, so bizarre we- that we're, that we're, you know, and, and there's been struggles with young people in social media and depression and suicide and this stuff and bullying online. But what's incredible is that we've now extended all that to like actual adults. 
like teenagers brains aren't developed so when a bunch of their peer group calls them bad names on social media and ostracizes them that's actually like devastating to their world because they don't fully understand like the scope of reality and that the stuff that their friends are saying on snapchat isn't everything in the universe but adults are supposed to know better because you're supposed to have stuff going on in your real life where this doesn't bother you right we have seen from a number of Twitter accounts, including libs of TikTok, notably, that there are orchestrated campaigns that particularly are singling out a group that is already particularly vulnerable within society. And so, yeah, not only is it not funny, but it is dangerous and it does contribute to an environment that makes people unsafe in the world. I think that is horse bleep. It contributes to an environment that makes people unsafe. Well, there you go. There's your catch-all to ban anything you want. Right. You're contributing to an environment. Mostly libs of TikTok posts more pro-gay, pro-trans content than anybody else on Twitter. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that they don't agree with it and most of their following thinks it's insane. And so, I mean, but... They're putting it out there, straight, uncut stuff right from the source. You would think if they thought they had such great points to make and their culture was so compelling and thorough and that they have science on their side that they wouldn't mind libs of TikTok putting their own words out there completely uncut. But that's but they know that their stuff doesn't hold up to any kind of scrutiny. So if people see the stuff they actually say, they think they're all nuts. Right. So they would rather have us not have... Uh, heard from the professor who was talking about um, minor attracted peoples, persons last year. It would have been better, they feel, that that guy not be unearthed and not be found out. Right. Or all the elementary school teachers talking about how they talk about pronouns to their students and are, you know, flying. And come out to them. Right. I cried when my students said they accepted me for who I am. They never say my students. It's always my kids. My kids, right. Okay. My kiddos. So let's start from a premise that it's f***ed up. But then, again, Ooh, let, edgy, let's UL. look at what Twitter's written policies Here's, are. My feeling about UL Twi- is, this, is that it's this big a pussy ha- it should not have the privilege to use swear words. Like <laughs> he doesn't get the F word? No, no. Twitter's written policies prohibit misgendering. Full stop. And Misgendering is what Rachel Levine is doing. Right. It's not what we're doing. He is extorting us, daring us to not play his game. Rachel Levine is a dude in a dress who doesn't who doesn't look like a woman, doesn't really sound like a woman, is not a woman. He can do everything in the world. He will never be a woman. I'm sorry if that's mean-spirited, but that is the truth that 10 years ago we would get a no-duh response to. Well, right, and, and it... Then it gets hidden in this thing of like, well, can't you just be nice? You know, what's wrong with just respecting what somebody wants to be called? If somebody wants to be called a certain name, you just call them that name. No big deal. Like, it's just being polite, all this stuff. But then they use that as a cudgel to bully you. And of course, I mean, I think you and I both and everyone we know, when we know particular people or work with particular people who want to be called something, we just call them that because you're not imposing some whole worldview on me with it and like needing to talk to my kids about it. Like That's right. the thing is that's what bothers me about this whole. That's what bothers everyone about this whole thing is like 
Most people are sympathetic and kind, and if you have a mental illness that causes you all this great distress, are willing to well, do what we need to do to like not make you feel bad. Because most people are generally like pretty kind to people around them and don't want to make people feel bad. Well, right? I, and there's, uh, yes, and also I have a caller, you know, Christine, of course, who is a trans woman, so right. she's a, a biological male, right? And I call her her, and I call her Christine. And I even make woman jokes to her. Mm-hmm. And you know why I do that? I call her those things? Because a little while back, she asked me to. She never told me to. She said, do you mind? This is what I'm doing. This is how I present. This is whatever. And like, like, why wouldn't I? If I wouldn't care, to, you know, somebody who's a friend or somebody who's who wants you to do something, didn't ask me to opt in to world of fake gender stuff like that. Just said, this is what I do. And by the way, if you don't, well, and she also won't get not, upset. And she's not like, not only do you have to do this, but you also have to think it's awesome if I wear lingerie and read a book to your kids. Right. And she doesn't do that at all. Like, you know, like, because most people are just normal and trying to live life. And like, I, that's what's so offensive about all of this is that they're trying to impose a whole thing on you and make you agree with this whole thing. It's much, much more then what they're trying to sneak it in under the radar is like, just be nice to people. And the Babylon Bee, in the name of satire, misgendered Admiral Rachel Levine. Twitter satire. nominally, but it's still misgendering. Okay. And, you know, you can, there can be a very long and, and academic discussion of, of satire and sort of the lines there. Interestingly, uh, Apple try to tease out this question of satire and political commentary in their own guidelines, which I think are, are also fraught. But, you know, we landed on the side of enforcing our rules okay. as written. And that's how it got bought by Elon Musk, just in case you're interested. Um, he was mad about that. I remember that. She is, seems like a whole bunch of fun. My goodness. It was like venom. Ugh. Ugh. My God. All right. Another thing I want to get to, and this is also inspired by today's Sherry Callahan show. Mm-hmm. I totally missed that James Woods was on with Tucker. Did you know that? Um, no, I know he was featured in the Twitter files that dropped because right. there was discussion in particular about censoring him because his account had too much reach. And all so he's stuff. been yeah. so censored everywhere. Et cetera. The last thing that I remember him being like, at last time I remember him being acceptable to the world was like right before you and I got together. He was mm-hmm. on Entourage a couple spots. And then if the, that's that's well, it. Entourage is fully unacceptable now, anyway, which is oh, funny yeah. because oh that's God. that's like talk about the era, talk about like how much the culture shifted in such a short time. Like Entourage was huge in like 2005 when I was in college. Everybody watched that, mm-hmm. and now like everything about that show is totally like misogynist, like unacceptable. The whole thing. There's like nothing. There's nothing good about that now. Like nobody rewatches Entourage, and it's, that was like the hugest is that, is thing. That, it was right after that. That was, was over... like the hugest thing in the world at that time. Is that like when when the world is that is that when it was that was over and when Mad Men ended? Is that when all the testosterone dropped? <laughs> I don't know. Entourage isn't even really that great a show. I enjoyed it though. It was. It I was, enjoyed. It, it was kind of addicting in a way. I enjoyed like the meta thing of having celebrities play themselves, mm-hmm. and they were similar all psychos. to how like le- the um, Curb Your Enthusiasm has that too. Yes, and stuff, and like I like that, and that's funny. But I, you know, I, the show itself I thought was kind of dumb. But 
Maybe like with, the, if, with the fellas in there. Oh, I loved it. Whatever. I got into uh, it. I got into it. I was... But that was huge when I was in college. And I remember it being huge because um, the dorms didn't get HBO at that time. And that was before like streaming platforms like HBO Plus. And so, I mean, people got in trouble for downloading it illegally because there was no way to access it if you lived on campus. And it was like a big deal that it was a whole thing but uh, yeah i it's such all the tv from that time period from like the time period when i was in high school and college is like totally unacceptable now and it's really wild to me how much it's shifted because all of that is like completely memory hold that that was the mass media culture and like nobody talks about it and it's it's odd it's odd in the context of what came after where all of Hollywood and these celebrities and left-wing people and everything are now like so towing the line of the wokeness and the feminism and like there's no anti-trans anything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, totally. Everything's like it. it's inconceivable that a show like that could be made now. Uh, Right. Right. And, and like in certainly like Mad Men, Mad Men is a show Starring characters who almost to a person would be Republicans. Well, definitely today. No, well, today, absolutely. Guys. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I mean, all of these guys, I mean. I think Peggy's probably a Democrat. I don't think so. I think she would look at the weak women and say, what is it? You think you're tough because you're Then in the 60s? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so I, I I can't speak about this as with with the informed consent that I would like to, and I can't speak as intelligently as as I would like to. But you know, when you see your name on an enemies list, you want to say to your enemies, you know, really an interesting thing. When you declare somebody's your enemy, they can now say you're my enemy too. And it's yes. a funny thing about the Constitution. You know, I, I tweeted something today about James Monroe. You know how old James Monroe, President of the United States, by the way, later on, you know how old he was when um, when when they signed the Declaration of Independence? No. He was 18 years old. <laughs> well. 18 years old. Okay? John Adams was 19 years old. You know how they talk about all oh, these old white men wrote the Constitution? They were <laughs> teenagers <laughs> fighting for an independent way of life, fighting for rights, the most precious of which the most precious of which was the right to free speech. And the government of the United States conspired to take my free speech and throw it in the gutter. And there's something that they should fear more than anything they have ever imagined in their wildest dreams. The most dangerous man to these corrupt, vile vermin is an American who's not afraid of them, and Joe Biden, and all those rats who work with you at the DNC <laughs> to close down my speech, I am not afraid of you, and I'm coming for you. Ooh. Amazing. What do you think of Elon Musk so far? <laughs> well, without Elon Musk, Hunter Biden would still be, and I can't say this because I don't know the facts, but it seems like he's been involved in some pretty 
interesting chicanery on behalf of the big guy, whoever that may be. <laughs> we don't know for sure. So I don't like to say things I'm not sure of. But, you know, I, I, uh, I think Elon Musk has very possibly, very possibly saved America. I, I think the ship of state has been on a course rivaling the Titanic. And I think what Elon Musk has done is spend a lot of money like I did in that lawsuit against the guy who lied about me. You know, you spend the money and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because it's so important to my survival and my well-being. And I think Elon Musk loves this country. It's clear that he does. Why would he spend all that money on Twitter, this rat-infested <laughs> app? You know, why would he do that unless he could see its value? You have to understand something. You know, back, I like how he says rats. Does that remind you of anybody else? <laughs> the Democrats were happy to say, well, it's a private site. It's not, it's not like it's the town square. You know, they can say whatever they want. Of course, they're not saying it now that, that Elon Musk owns it. But it was, in fact, the town square. It was, in fact, a forum for free speech. And if you have a town square where only some people are allowed to use it, then you don't really have a free country. We no. know in this country what it was like when certain citizens weren't allowed to speak, when they had to step off the sidewalk because a person with different skin color was walking down the street. You know, and I'm not going to compare anything to what black people in America went through uh, because there's, there is no comparison. There is no comparison. But it's, uh, I, okay. All right, I'll leave it there. <clears throat> it's good to hear him talk. Yeah. He's, he is, um, he sounds good. I wish he'd do more. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, speaking of free speech, by the way, uh, the Media Matters guy, the same one who like coordinated doing Twitter, especially yeah. since we were just listening to Fox, um, they're all after people to like uh, call up their cable companies and tell them not to let Fox get away with their carriage fee rate increase. Because Fox, they have scared off all Fox's advertisers, which mm -hmm. is why Tucker has no advertisers now, except like My Pillow and Special Vitamins or whatever. Fat Boone, yeah. Um, but Fox still makes money because they have great deals with the cable companies where they make really big carriage fees. Um, because a a lot of people watch Fox, and b they own other stations like the Fox Network TV stuff that 
all comes in a deal, you know? So they, so all those same people are, they're still trying. They want to make Fox less lucrative for the people that own Fox, you know? Of course. So they're trying to get people to organize against that too. Like, I mean, there has to be a line somewhere. There has to be a point at which people say, stop it and like, don't engage. But I honestly think it's going to have to come to, continuing to expose these people because it's really just a coordinated campaign to try and get certain people to shut up and that's all that they do yeah i just don't understand i mean i'm not there so but i don't understand how people just don't tell them to f off like if i had a small business it's like jesus f off yeah, but it's it's the bigger companies that get scared because these people get well, a bunch of like activisty people to call them and tweet at them and all this stuff, and then the big company gets scared that this is like actually a thing. Well, yeah, and also a lot of these bigger companies, of course, have internal DEI um, officers. So human resources is right. also the woke center, and they have a they have a hand in policy. They probably also work with legal if and and probably mm-hmm. is telling these people, you know. If ever you have to defer to legal, it's always a bad thing to do anyway. But Yeah, they play it safe. Speaking of legal, can we switch gears now? Yeah. Because Mark Sardala tweeted this story out today. And, I mean, some of this he had covered before in previous articles. But I just love this story so much. And, you know, Phil emailed yesterday about the mascot stuff, too, that... um, a bunch of schools are still trying to change their mascots and yeah. their logos and whatever. This is my entire second, third hour today in Connecticut is Farmington. The Farmington well, out of out of equity um, is mm-hmm. is um, discontinuing uh, discontinuing the holidays uh, for the Jewish holidays are now gone for kids in school, and the uh, Diwali holidays mm-hmm. now gone. You can't have that. That's out of equity. This is the same place that out of <laughs> equity last year. Got rid of the name Indians for its sports teams and made them Riverhawks, which is, seems to be the go-to <laughs> for every woke time. So, out of equity, the Indians now have zero representation. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, this so Wakefield is one of the towns where uh, they had a Warriors and they had a Warriors logo that mm-hmm. was designed by somebody who I think Mark can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was Native American or knew mm-hmm. the family that was Native American. Whatever. Anyway. They had a Native American logo, but they decided that wasn't acceptable anymore. And so they went ahead and changed their logo. And unfortunately, they changed it to the exact same logo as Ohio State University that makes a lot of money from that logo. So now, obviously, this is fantastic. <laughs> I, we are, I'm all for it. And I think next time, the next for the next uh, uh, composition... Uh, the next comp they put together, they should go just steal directly from the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I know, just why make not? it the Patriots logo. Yeah, why not? Although Pat the Patriots Peter- logo is probably problematic too. Acton Boxborough, this was in the story Phil sent us, got rid of theirs was the Colonials. <laughs> so that's gone. That was because. So wait, because colonists are. Because Co- colonialism is now associated oh, with. Oh, I like, that's see. That's very bad. Because it's associated with <laughs> yeah. something. Oh, I see. So that's bad. Colonialism. Did we have is colonials in this, in this state? That's Acton Boxborough. Yeah. Did we have colonials? Yes, we did. So the Lexington Minuteman and I think probably the Patriots are up there as teams that are like on the list because what? Because they don't stop, right? Mm -hmm. Like they don't go like, oh, we got rid of the Washington Redskins. Now we're comfortable with everything else. It's cool. Like they just 
push for the next thing. Well, right. There's and, not, and they're not going to run out of logos to get rid of. With the Minutemen, it's very likely that, that yes, um, these people shot um, white Anglo-Saxons in, in uniforms. So but mostly they probably shot other people mm. during um, indigenous um, violent visits, mostly <laughs> well, peaceful visits to the <laughs> colonial speaking villages. Speaking of mostly peaceful, <laughs> mostly peaceful indigenous people, um, did you realize that there's actually a King Philip school district in Massachusetts? There's a King Philip Regional School District. It's down uh, like in I, Rentham and you what did what? I say? Pembroke. I knew there's a King Philip School, I thought. There's a King Philip Regional High School. It's Rentham, Norfolk, and Plainville. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah. So they have... But they're about to also lose their logo has King Philip's head on it, which I assume is out of respect. You don't name your whole high school because the legislature has a bunch of bills trying to get rid of the mascots statewide, right? right. To try and tie the state funding to it, as you know from Connecticut, too. Sick people. So they're trying to get rid of them all. And King Philip was a big murderer. Yeah. So yeah, get rid of him. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I am too. He killed a lot of shaddocks yeah. in his war, Dirt bag. by the way. Yeah. Also known as Medicom, by the way. Mm-hmm. He was an able. Yeah, no, not not a great person, as it were. But I think the high school's named after him out of respect. Because like, he was I a think fierce like a-hole. Him. Right. As a matter of fact, he stood uh, where, you know where we stay in Avon, Alice? Mm-hmm. There's a King Philip Rock, I think it's called, on top of that old Avon mountain. Yeah. Where he stood and watched, uh, took in the sight of the... Uh, colonial village he had just burned to the ground <laughs> i bet he did yeah. i bet he did trisha's cousins went to king philip regional so uh -oh. um yeah they're gonna lose that probably so, but, so but to go back to know why <laughs> no because you, you know what happens next what is the move will be on some years from now to change everything into indian names like it should be shouldn't it if you like indians i guess you would want it except for the thing is that we took it and so we if we because we live in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I assume they, they, they already changed the state flag. No, the state flag they haven't changed yet. That better change. I'm sure it's on there. As long as Rhode Plymouth. Island got rid of plantation, even though that had nothing to <laughs> and do. And Plymouth plantation. Rhode Island plantation, though, was Providence plantations is not about slave plantations. Neither is Plymouth plantation, right. but whatever. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so to go back to Mark's article, though. Uh, Mark Sardella, this is his article in the Wakefield Daily Item um, that he posted. You can find it on my Twitter and you can see the two logos side by side. So like Wakefield just did like, you know how Ohio State's like the big red O and then it says Ohio yep. State kind of across it. And then Wakefield's looks the exact same, except it's a W for Wakefield and it says Warriors across it. So that's the new logo, mm -hmm. except it's not because they got a mean letter from the attorneys at Ohio State who make a lot of money by selling things with their logo on it and from their sports teams and all that stuff. And so Wakefield has had to go back to the drawing board and they're just like at this point, they're so drained by trying to do this because they don't know how to change a logo uh, because that's who's on the school committee in Wakefield. Um, they know how to be upset about a logo, but not how to like mm -hmm. make a logo happen. So they've just ignored now the whole process. They have like a whole written process for how they're supposed to change the logo and like narrow it down to options and present them in the whole thing. They're not doing that. They're just going to the high school art teachers now to design something. <laughs> 
So they're out of ideas and they just want the high school art teachers to do it because they don't know what to do. So that's where Wakefield is. But like, I, I mean, and not to like plug my own stuff too much, but like when I was talking to John Featherston and had that podcast about like why local races and local committees matter and all this stuff. And he's served on a bunch of this stuff. He's been mm-hmm. a selectman and on the board of health and all these things. And like, that's why these committees matter because you need to have not just not crazy, but you need to have competent, sane people on these committees who like know how to do things or know that you're not allowed to use uh, the logos of Big Ten schools for your high school <laughs> or like, no, you know what I mean? Because like these people are so full of like woke, stupid stuff mm-hmm. that they're absolutely incompetent. Well, look at the Melrose and it's going, superintendent right. with the budget. You know, she was worrying about de-emphasizing Halloween, and that's fine. And they did. And meanwhile, the kids want to commit suicide, and um, and the school is way over budget. Yeah, they lost two million dollars. So and she'll go get another job at another woke place now. Yeah. Want to do some KJP? We don't really have any chat. Uh, chat. I'm sorry. What did I call it? Chelsea, Chelsea Fire. Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. As a matter of fact, um, we do have Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, but we don't have calls on the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Line. I know. That's because you patronized everybody else. And <laughs> I scared them all. Take time out of your schedules and do this for me. I it's deserve okay, it. It's okay, Daddy. You can call back. My goodness, Alice. Why am I not signed into anything anymore? I don't know. I don't get this. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not. I'm signed out of every. I've had to sign into everything. It, I, it, Is it because it's a different computer? I, I, I got all this done yesterday <laughs> with you. This is maddening. I'm angry at this. Okay. Looking for my copy because I don't have it printed out for reasons I can't talk about. Uh, I'm out of magenta ink. That's all. Check my Galaxy S21 5G. Um. <laughs> which we don't have. Uh, I don't know where I put. Okay, that's great. Pepper's probably that's great. It's a perfect. Fucking... Oh, she's peppers on it. Hang on, I can check my Galaxy S21 5G. Hang on. Yes, it's me. Allow. Did it work? Uh, what's happening? I said allow. Okay, the yes. S- okay, there you Galaxy go. Galaxy 215. Okay. So now I'm, thank you for letting me into my email. <laughs> oh, of course, I don't have... You find your copy points? No, I don't have it because I can't get into my work computer. That's fine. Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce. Um, wicked Hot Sauce. Chelsea Fire Wicked, wicked Hot Sauce. It is uh, available at Market Basket. Do you want me to find it? No, that's fine. Um, it was inspired. Uh, it's proud to be a federally certified disability owned business. It was invented, branded, and incorporated originally in Chelsea, Mass. It was inspired and named after the great Chelsea fires of 1908-1973. Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce will donate 5% of its wholesale and retail purchase price to the National Fall and Firefighters Foundation, assisting families and co-workers with counseling scholarships and support programs. So you can go to Market Basket, you can go to Stop and Shop, you can go to um, a lot of Whole Foods have it. It is uh, it is all over the place. It is a, it is the best hot sauce. I actually was downstairs today. I cooked a bunch of, this is tonight. Mm-hmm. I actually hurt myself. I used so much of it. Mm-hmm. I cooked first I, spinach, 
I put Caesar dressing on the spinach that mm-hmm. I cooked in a frying pan, a little bit of butter, a lot of Chelsea, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, and it was delicious. And then I made one of those little um, chicken noodle soup things from Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Mm-hmm. And I put like a, a half a bottle in, and mm-hmm. that was delicious, and then hurt, and then mm-hmm. it was delicious. It was. It delicious. is available at Whole Foods in Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Florida. Market Basket in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. Big Y in Massachusetts, Connecticut. Stop Ooh, and Shop Local like Rack in Massachusetts, and Walmart Marketplace. It's also on Amazon. Um, it's created, incorporated in Chelsea, Massachusetts, and manufactured in St. Augustine, Florida, on El Shaddock's bucket list. I'm going to go to the factory if I ever Ooh, go there. Yes, let's go. All right. So we ch- pop in with KJP? Um, sure. Let's check on KJP. Kareem, just real quick on Twitter, because you guys said you're keeping a close eye on Elon Musk's ownership, and it's the first time we've talked to you since you released the files uh, a few days ago. Is it the White House view that decisions at Twitter were made appropriately uh, in terms of decisions to censor this reporting ahead of She has such a puss on her face. She's not in a good mood today. Something was wrong. She was really rippling at all the reporters today. By the way, I got to say something else. You think she's hot? No. Jesus, Alice. (laughs) I'm scared when you say that like that. No, but you're on the right track. (laughs) Not her. Okay. I two, I'm going to say two things tonight here I do regret, and this has to do with somebody who was raised in Connecticut. Okay. AOC? No. She's not raised in Connecticut. Oh, I don't know. Where is she from? Oh, like somewhere in New York. Long right? Island. Okay. Yeah. That's Connecticut, um, basically. All right. I have a thing for Jen Psaki. <laughs> I do. I've always thought she was cute, and now she is on the Sunday shows. Mm-hmm. And she's really good. She's an instigating a hole, but she always brings a a take. Like um, Donna, whatever can be lazy. Some of the others can be. Lazy. Saki is is very good at that. She mm-hmm. is a a thinker, and she is she is a lot of these flacks, especially ones from the left, when they get on TV. A lot of them will just continue to flack. Right. She is in there duking it out she is putting interesting takes together she is she's hitting some democrats sometimes she's um she's putting i have a i have a one legit crush on her (laughs) two uh i am i am now on team saki i I understand that she was a terrible in lying press morgan points out she's good at her job i mean she's definitely better than kareem yeah in terms of just pure competence she's much better than than kareem jump here i do think that saki wasn't one of the elites because she constantly had to gaslight, and that shows a general lack of creativity. And like the dunks, yeah, right? Saki that shows, bombs. That Sorry. shows a lack of creativity. So, but uh, I'm on Team Saki now, else. And um, mm-hmm. Morgan says she's also a woke psychopath, but you're into psychopaths. I am into psychopaths, <laughs> especially the little little cute redhead psychopaths. I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, you mischaracterize actually what I what I actually said and took it out of context when you asked her a question. Um, Look, when I answered the question, and I already, I actually already addressed this um, about uh, how the, the 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 White House and the administration is is seeing uh, what's happening on Twitter. We were we follow also uh, what's going on, just like you guys are reporting, just like you guys are seeing. And what I was commenting to is like, yes, we're we're seeing what is happening, just like you all are seeing what's happening uh, with Twitter. So 
just want to clear that up because you definitely mischaracterized what I said or put it out of context. Um, and so can you ask your question again? Yes, I mean, my question was that you had said, I think six or so days ago, that the White House was watching um, closely the situation at Twitter after Elon Musk's ownership of it with respect to misinformation. And because these files were oh, released um, oh, on the basis of, you know, hack materials clause uh, at Twitter, uh, decisions were made to, to censor reporting leading up to the election. My question was, is it the White House view that these decisions were made appropriately in light of what has come out? Which decisions? By whom? By Twitter. By Twitter on, okay. So look, we see this as a, a an interesting or a coincidence, if I may, that uh, uh, that he would so haphazardly, uh, Twitter was so haphazardly push this distraction. Uh, that is a that is a full of uh, old news if you think about it. Um, and uh, at the same time, Twitter is facing very real and very serious questions uh, about the rising volume of anger, hate, and anti-Semitism on their platform, and uh, how they. So you are watching Twitter. It happen. <laughs> Remarkable. But like, what a terrible mood she's in today. Like, wow. <laughs> like, did she just Any get plans in Arizona to go to the border and see for the situation for himself there? So look, I want to be very clear here. Uh, the president's trips tomorrow is about the American manufacturing boom. Uh, we're seeing all across the country, thanks to, again, his economic policies. Again, more than we have seen in his, his uh, you know, almost two-year term. Uh, more than 700,000 jobs, uh, manufacturing jobs, uh, that have uh, been created just here alone in the United States. Any plan? The manufacturing boom. Yeah, I think we've all noticed how well the economic plan is working, honey, don't you think? All right, should we say goodbye? Um... Sure. The last thing I kind of wanted to say about sure. KJP, and there's one clip in there where um, she talks about the Supreme Court case that's out right now, mm -hmm. about the um, the website designer for gay wedding couples. You know, have you followed this? Because when they decided the Colorado Baker case, they did, you know, decide it the right way, more or less. But... Um, but they kind of decided on a technicality. They said that, like, the Colorado board that was deciding it was biased against him, and so it didn't count or whatever. Is that the we can require businesses to service people? Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, Corinne Jean-Pierre weighed in on this case today. You can play that. If the president is not going to make time to visit the border during his trip to tomorrow. Oh, no, that's not, not the right one. Sorry. Uh, look, Department of Justice said uh, in its brief that for decades, non-discrimination public accom accommodations laws have coexisted with the First Amendment. Uh, courts have recognized that we can recognize that we can require businesses open to public to service people, regardless of their backgrounds, even when that means businesses must incidentally um, uh, engage in speech which they are which they disagree upon. Uh, look, Department of so, Justice. There you go. That's from her. It's the bake the cake bigot thing all mm -hmm. over again. They're pushing for this. I mean, I, I think the Supreme Court is going to decide in favor of this website designer. She designs wedding websites and she doesn't want to design a wedding website for mm -hmm. a gay couple because she feels that that violates her faith. I mean, I think a website design with copy and everything is pretty clearly speech, don't you think? Uh, I would say so, yes. So, uh, and I think the First Amendment protects this person. Her business is her, right? It's just her. 
There's not like other, she can't have someone who's pro-gay do it for her or something in the business. It's that she's being forced to write up stuff that she doesn't agree with and publish it, you know. And so I think the question really for the Supreme Court is going to be like, where is the line and like how can we make a legal definition and this is really why they kind of kicked the can on the cake one Mm -hmm. is because they weren't sure what to do but which was such a lazy and um just cowardly kind of thing to do with the cake decision anyway what what the courts need is really some kind of bright line from the supreme court of like what defines speech right is it is a flower arrangement speech can you refuse to make the flower arrangements for a gay wedding can you like refuse to bake the cake that has rainbow layers? Like what if it doesn't have rainbow layers? You know what I mean? Right. Like so so what's speech and what's not? Like if you have to write up the invitations for the gay wedding, if you're a calligrapher, is that speech or is it just calligraphy? So I like what the lower courts really need from the Supreme Court here is some kind of line that says like this is what makes it speech and what doesn't. Like some kind of legal test you can apply to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this court that we have right now in particular is probably going to err on the side of more things being speech, which I personally think is good, you know. But, like, if you're a restaurant serving a gay couple of bowl of spaghetti meatballs is not speech, I think most people would agree, right? You know, and, and the hardcore libertarians will say that we shouldn't even have those non-discrimination laws, that if a restaurant, say, wants to be racist and they're just a private business, that they should be allowed to be and just go out of business on their own, right? But, you know, I I think we have a lot of non-discrimination laws that have stuck around for a while, and I don't think this is really at risk of happening to any gay people, but... You know, I I do think the courts have to figure out some kind of line between like what's a public service, like having a restaurant that's open where you can't turn people away because they're gay and like, you know, where you're actually participating in their wedding ceremony in a meaningful way, in a way that violates your right of conscience. But it's only going to get worse because Congress passed this law, including a bunch of Republicans in the Senate that essentially you know, codifies gay marriage into law in a way that is going to only cause more of these cases to come, including, I believe, will eventually come to churches refusing to marry gay people, too. Well, that's the danger, danger, right? Mm-hmm. Is that they feel that the, um, the, um, that the language isn't strong enough to protect religious institutions. Mm-hmm. And language was written by, it was brought in. Well, yeah, and Mike Lee tried to add an amendment that would explicitly protect people's religious rights, and it was rejected. Right. So that tells you everything about where they're wanting to go with this law. Like, that tells you right there what they want to do. It's the same thing with, like, the Massachusetts, like, the trans bathroom law that they passed when somebody tried to add an amendment. It might have... but this was a few years back. I don't remember who it was. But they um, tried to add an amendment that it wouldn't apply to sex offenders. And the Massachusetts Democrats shot it down. Nope. Applies to sex offenders, too. Like, you just have to question people's motives at some point when they, like, refuse these common sense amendments to things. Like, just explicitly say that people's religious rights are are observed in this bill. And don't just say like, oh, well, the First Amendment, the courts will work it out because like clearly the Masterpiece Cake Shop guy has been in court for like half his life now and this website woman and everybody else. Like it's not rational and reasonable to make everybody take every 
wedding vendor to the Supreme Court to figure out where people's exactly. free speech rights are. That's not a reasonable way to like handle your wedding planning. Exactly. Exactly. Well said, Elby. You look lovely today. Thank you. Welcome. Leave more chat chat messages. Uh oh, Alice. That's all I said. I didn't say anything else. Uh, I'll be nice. Guys, make the princess happy. She wants more <laughs> chat chat messages. Oh my goodness. Are you not playing closing music today? It. I'm getting used to this software, Alice. It just <laughs> okay. took a second. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, if you want to come join us for Patreon live chats or bonus Patreon content, that's at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also always find the show for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. That's also where you can leave chat chat messages and you can, what else? So would they hear commercials in this one? And where would the commercials be if they hear commercials? Well, right now there'll be commercials pre-roll and at the end, and we have to pick a mid-roll spot, but I forgot we should have come up with a spot and like done it, but we didn't. I forgot to. Well, how would we know? Well, I told you to come up with a spot. Well, I told, I thought I was planning to tell you, and I forgot to Run tell you. Run out of music. Can we table this? Yes. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.